Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But what on earth does that mean? It feels ironic to even think about peace, really, for me personally, because if you come near our house, it's, uh, it doesn't seem very peaceful. If you're walking past the front door, you're bound to hear somebody screaming in, in one call. We've got three children, and often they're making their voices heard, and it can feel crazy at times, particularly at this Christmas time. I often try and get up early uh, in order to try and find that bit of peace at the beginning of the day. Uh, I want to just try and be as quiet as I can to get, get myself gathered as I go into that day. And just a few weeks ago, I'd done just that. I'd started the day just, just right. It was going well. Um, we managed to get our two girls to school. So that was, you know, tick, that's all right. Everything seemed to be going so well. And then sometimes I jog with my son to his nursery school, which is about two miles away. So I'll have him in the buggy and I'll be jogging to try and fit in a bit of exercise. And uh, I was going along and I was, I was going quite fast because I was rushing a bit in order to get to where I needed to be to get him there on time and maintain the, the element of peace that I might have just been able to hold on to. And as I was running along, the front wheel of the buggy came bursting off and the buggy went straight into the path and our little Sam went flying out of the buggy and landed on the, on the pavement front. And as I was going so fast, the buggy then went flying over and landed on top of him. And then I landed on top of the buggy and him. Don't worry, after a visit to casualty, we were okay. I had more scratches. Uh, I know you've got more sympathy for me than him, but... Sometimes it can feel like the wheels just come off in life. You're going about your business, you're trying to get through and manage everything and maintain some level of peace, but the wheels come off. Maybe it's that person you really wanted to be at the office Christmas party who didn't turn up. Maybe you were hoping for a bonus or some sort of promotion at work and it just didn't happen. Maybe it's even more serious and you lost a loved one and the wheels come off. Particularly in moments like that, it can be difficult to even think about having peace. And I find for myself that although I'd like to try and live at peace, so many things seem to war against it. So many things seem to get in the way of peace and disrupt peace for me. Here's one thing that always disrupts peace for me, pace. I find myself going faster and faster and I find myself trying to keep the rush, particularly at this Christmas time where there's so much to do, so much to get organised and gather in and, and it can feel like a rush. I'm sure it felt like that at the very first Christmas where Mary and Joseph are on this donkey. She's pregnant. They've got to get from, uh, from Nazareth all the way to Bethlehem, about 90 miles, to go and get counted in this Roman census. And then they've got to turn up in that town, find somewhere to stay, and the baby's coming. And you can imagine the rush and that sense in Joseph as he's trying to solve the situation for Mary. And it's anything but peaceful. Life can feel like it goes faster and faster. And when things go at, peace, at pace, it can disrupt the whole sense of peace. Pace and peace don't live easily together, do they? If I can be jogging whilst running the dog at the same time, delivering a package, listening to a podcast, finding a quicker route so I can get home faster, momentarily I feel like I've achieved something. But in those rare moments when I get a moment to reflect and stop, I realise that the pace is just robbing me of peace, taking the moment away. And I find that as I go faster and faster, thinking that time is going faster, it's not actually, I'm just going faster. Year after year can pass. And I don't stop to pause Netflix and ask if there's more to life than this. And the whole thing becomes a blur. 
as well as pace, another thing for me that interrupts and disrupts that sense of peace is power. This sort of grappling for power. And, you know, the character in the nativity that most exemplifies power is Herod, isn't it? If you can find, when you're casting the nativity, you can find the toddler with the, with the kind of the loudest shout and the most biggest grimace. He's going to kind of shout things and take people down and be angry and cross. You cast them as Herod, don't you? You put them in that role. Because Herod is this king who's not happy about the disruption of another king coming up onto the scene doesn't really understand about who Jesus really is but all he knows is I'm not going to have my world disrupted I want to control it I'm in power I want to keep everything in order and I want to make sure that I'm at the center of my world and anyone who's going to get in the way of that can get rid of them now that power manifests in all kinds of ways for me I know that in my own life that I can try and make my whole world so ordered and obviously order can be a good thing of course but I want to be in so much control, I don't like the idea of somebody disrupting that. Someone getting in the way of my carefully laid plans and and, and messing things up, from my opinion. And then I can try and put things around me to make myself appear more powerful than I actually am. To try and kind of protect myself from my own insecurities. All sort of things that I can put in place, those things are things like work, our jobs, our identity from being from that work and that job and that makes me feel more powerful and so I can stand, can't I? And sometimes it's like some sort of status symbol, the latest gadget or technology. Or I've always wanted a power boat, I wanted a speedboat. In fact, I always vowed that I'd get a speedboat before a car, but it wasn't practical, so it still never happened. And we can gather stuff around us and you know, buy the latest thing, get the latest stuff, and it makes us feel like we're all together. But the feeling doesn't last. We think we've got control of our world, but often these things are just masking our insecurities, our questions. If you're anything like me, I ask questions all the time of whether what I'm actually doing is adding value, and does actually those people like me, or do they rather I left the room? I'm wondering all sorts of stuff all the time. And if I can keep up the power game, maybe no one will notice. But deep inside, those questions niggle, and it robs me of peace. Pace and power are so often at war with real peace. But I can say that I have found something, or rather I should say someone, who is able to establish a peace that passes all understanding peace that's deep inside and has helped me center everything in life. When I was 14 years old, I turned up at a new school. I was there in my big blazer, baggy, everything, you know, overfitting so that I would grow into it. And uh, I was a little 14-year-old and on the first day I was approached by this very, very large sixth former who was way over six foot and who, if I'm honest, really scared me. He had a leather jacket, long hair, he's kind of kind of a biker guy. He was, looked very, very cool, even though to me he was just scary. And uh, he was a friend of my brother, Mark, who had basically got in touch with one of his mates at the same school that I'd gone to and said, oh, go and find my brother and take him along to the Christian Union. So uh, this guy had come and found me and, um, and he said, are you Pete Winter? And I was like, yeah, 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 I am. And he said, right, you're coming with me and this is a guy you don't say no to. So I'm like, okay, I'll come. And he took me off to this room and I walked into this room that was packed full of, of, of lads. It was an all-boys school. And... As soon as I went into this room, and even in this tall, sick former rich, I'd noticed something different. And I sat down next to Chris and James, and they were so kind and warm, and there seemed to be something that was so different about them. 
this was something I had never really encountered before. They had a peace in them like I had never known and never seen. So I stuck around and actually went again a couple of times and actually a few weeks later I was in that same classroom and uh, somebody gave a short talk and at the end of the short talk they just said, look, if anybody here would like to choose to follow Jesus and invite the Prince of Peace into their lives and follow him today, then why don't you just echo this prayer in your heart? And I was so moved by what I'd seen and what I'd heard and listened to that I decided I would do that. And that day at the age of 14, that decision that's over 25 years ago now, I won't tell you the exact date so you can't work out my age. The Prince of Peace came and lived inside of me and something significant shifted. Something changed. When the Bible talks about peace, the Hebrew word is shalom. And it doesn't just mean like the absence of trouble or the absence of war. It, it means the wholeness and goodness of God come to dwell inside you. The fullness of life, the source of life, alive in you. That's shalom. And I began to experience that and continue to experience it. Does it mean that life has been easy for me, a bed of roses ever since? Absolutely not. There's all sorts of difficult things that go on in our worlds, aren't there? All sorts of challenges that we face. And yet, I've experienced a deep peace every time. I've known this peace at work in my life, even in the most complex moments. I remember standing by the bedside of my brother, Mark, as he took his final breaths after a battle with cancer. Not something that any of us wanted. Standing there with some of my family and his wife and his two small children who were only toddlers at the time, asleep in the bed next door. As he took his final breaths, I would say that was one of the most profound moments of peace I've ever experienced. He knew the shalom, the peace of God. He died so beautifully. And in even all the questions and the sadness and the grief that continues even today, I know this deep peace, even in the midst of those immense problems. So what about you? I wonder if you'd say honestly that you are really living at peace or whether maybe pace and power are getting the better of you too. But here's the great news. This Christmas time, whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, you can meet with the Prince of Peace too. This baby who was born in Bethlehem isn't just a story for 2,000 years ago. He was born, lived, died, and is risen. And the picture of his whole story and even coming back, rising to new life, means that he's alive and wants to be born in your heart even today so that you, this Christmas, may know the Prince of Peace. I pray that would be the case.